In an industry defined by what we create, it's the people who lead that make good things great. This is Get the Knack, a podcast by the National Academy of Construction, where we connect you with insights from experienced industry leaders to develop your skills and expertise and help you achieve your fullest career potential. Welcome to today's session of Get the Knack. My name is Anna Franz, and I am your host for the session, where we will discuss ensuring project quality that is part of our quality topic area. Today, you will learn about quality management, the difference between quality assurance and quality control. You will learn about how to determine what quality assurance and quality control reviews should be made and learn some tips on how to focus time efficiently and effectively. I have been a member of the National Academy of Construction since 2018, and we are joined today with Ron May, a member since 2020, who will address the Ensuring Project Quality Executive Insight topic. Ron is a retired executive from DTE Energy and serves with the Engineering Advisory Board for Oakland University. He is an executive in residence at the University of Michigan Ross Business School Center for Positive Leadership and co-author with Victor Allen of the book, Project Management for Experienced Project Managers. Ron, I'm very glad that you have joined us today. To get us started, please share your insights about the difference between quality assurance and quality control. Uh, Terrific. Uh, Well, Anna, thanks for uh, having me and this particular topic because I'm very interested in it. We all uh, tend to talk about quality, and at times we're not as precise as we could be. The uh, topic of quality, we, we interlace quality assurance and quality control. We tend to use those two terms and ideas uh, interchangeably, but the fact is, is that they are, are different. Uh, quality assurance uh, is the overall framework uh, for your quality program. Um, and it creates an expectation of how uh, quality will be uh, measured and, and used throughout a project. Um, a quality assurance program uh, is aimed at preventing nonconformities and, and disconnects, whereas the quality control uh, aspect is an effort to detect a defect and make it a, make it apparent, and then provide a work around to correct the uh, deficiency. So one is a framework uh, with the idea of preventing, and the other is an inspection or a method uh, to detect uh, quality defects and then a process to uh, fix those. So I think that's an interesting uh, review of that, but I also think that uh, as we continue down this uh, dialogue, we'll try to make some examples of how that might work. Thank you for that that insight. You know, I, as you were speaking about prevention and correction, uh, I'm not sure in my own uh, experience that that is how it has been uh, communicated so clearly, to be honest with you. Normally, I, I feel like uh, people speak about uh, quality assurance and quality control actually backwards. <laughs> They see they see the assurance as the uh, the prevention and the uh, the uh, 
framework is the is the quality control plan. So, so that's really interesting. So, quality and construction is a is really a hallmark of uh, project success. So, how do you determine what quality assurance and quality control reviews should be made? And you know, given the magnitude of these construction projects and the endless number of items that can be reviewed, do you have any tips for how to manage time efficiently and effectively? I, I do. I I think uh, I think one of the adages that we all speak uh, as uh, leaders within a uh, construction industry is the idea that quality is free. That if you uh, avoid rework, uh, you will have a process that uh, is more uh, accurate from the beginning, and uh, having rework. Uh, and having to do something over would be limited. So the amount of effort you put into quality programming and control, the idea would be that those uh, would provide payback to uh, the project. Where it gets a little confusing is that if a quality program is implemented in a little uh, less than a stellar way, that all of a sudden you're paying for a poor quality uh, program and still uh, having many defects that uh, you were hoping to avoid. So I think the biggest thing uh, associated with quality assurance specifically is to do the planning up front. Uh, and this will provide you with a linkage between other parts of the project plan and the uh, quality assurance and and what to to uh, concentrate on. So if you think about large risk, and you think about your large largest items within a project, it might be the fact that you have um, critical path procurements, and on that critical path, you're looking for um, a certain large uh, item to come uh, to the project on time. So it's placed within the uh, the uh, construction and then maybe things are built around it uh, maybe there's uh, there are connections to that large uh, activity that large piece of equipment and it would really slow down and maybe even uh, provide risk to the overall schedule especially if that item's on the critical path that you wouldn't want to miss. So where would you put your quality assurance uh, program uh, to work? Well, one way would be in your procurement documents, making sure that it's the right specifications. Another would be in the procurement document to have a specific hold point for that uh, review before it shipped. So you didn't, it didn't come to the site and, and somehow be, be off. Um, another would be to the logistics company so that it doesn't get on a, a, a vehicle or perhaps a rail car and somehow just get mixed up in the, in the way that uh, that particular supplier of uh, transportation uh, would go, but maybe build in some uh, checks along the way to make sure that progress is being made as it, as it comes to the site. Then when it gets to the site, is it, ready uh, to go directly from the shipping process onto the location where it, it would be set. And so perhaps there are uh, incentives uh, and other uh, 
activities that you would build into the construction contractor who's going to set that piece of equipment such that uh, the foundation has been checked for the proper uh, elevation such that they uh, it can be placed in in time so that there's an incentive for the schedule. So when you're thinking about a quality assurance program, you're thinking way down the, the road and you're thinking about something now that we already know that it's expensive. We already know that it's on critical path and we are building into the assurance program these various uh, locations. So I think schedule risk is one. Um, large cost um failure uh would really be a problem for uh the project's success if something didn't occur properly and for the quality control then it becomes fairly easy we are going to do an inspection at the procurement uh, location before uh, shipping we are going to check to have checkpoints along the way for that contractor that they're meeting uh the various elements of the specification and we are going to check, especially um, the uh, overall fit uh, of the uh, equipment um, when it arrives at site, so that it's it's uh, easily and and well managed. So that would be an example. But the overall idea would be to link link the uh, quality program uh, to other parts of the uh, project plan that would. Uh, Reinforce the fact that it's a, it's either a, a risk, a cost, schedule, uh, some other element. So, do you suggest that young professionals think about these major pieces of equipment or steps in the actual construction as a way to trace from design all the way through construction what risk might might uh, occur along the way and to build a plan that way? I do. Uh, I do, Anna. The the risk register is a is a document and a register that's living throughout the project. Early in the project, though, you're, you'll build it uh, with the idea that, uh, especially a young professional uh, learning a project, it gives you a really good view of all of the elements of a of a project that could go wrong. And uh, what what are the risks? Uh, you can prioritize them. You can say they're high, medium, low. Uh, the ones that are uh, are high, do you have a mitigation plan for? And one of the mitigation factors is quality control, is quality assurance, uh, such that what you plan is what happens. And it won't be perfect, but it's uh, the idea with a risk register is to really take uh, elements of the project that uh, provide unknowns and then uh, fit a way of mitigating those risks uh, as they as they approach and, and as you're working them. So, Ron, what do you think is the most important uh, aspect in a meeting like that for a young professional to think about? You know, I always worry um, that people aren't speaking up. Yeah. I, first of all, Everyone in the room should just check themselves and say, look it, I'm not the smartest person in the room. Every project's different. Even if you have experience, it's not with the same team. It's not at the same location. It's not with the same contractors or engineers. It's not with the same equipment. 
Um, and so each project is different. And even a young professional sitting at the, the table, they're there for a reason, fresh ideas, a different look. That doesn't make sense. And if it doesn't make sense to someone, it doesn't make sense to someone else in the room as well. And the worst thing that could happen is that an idea is brought up and it's discounted some way because it hasn't been given the right and proper uh, point of view. And so I think uh, the idea would be to speak up and, uh, and not have your idea or perhaps the, the uh, fear of being wrong or, or not quite aware. Um, take that risk because it really can contribute to the overall uh, outcome and I think for I think for a risk register it's almost a, a free pass of not knowing because the idea is that we don't know that's what the risk is all about trying to sort out what we don't know and what we could do to help mitigate that risk so Ron in the risk register do you normally anticipate or do you connect that with cost impacts as well you do um, the risk register defines a risk, and, a, and, a, and the risk can be to any part of, of the project. So it could be to cost, uh, could be to a schedule risk, or it could be to a, a scope uh, risk or increase. Of course, it can be against, against performance. Uh, someone is supposed to do the scope in so much time or at, at such a cost, and it, and it doesn't happen that way. How you mitigate uh, the risk uh, can be also identified within the same construct so that if the risk occurs, it might be a costly thing to fix. Um, if a risk occurs and it's costly, it probably will have a cost or schedule dimension to it as well. So the idea of a risk register would be what the risk could be and then what the impacts of that uh, risk if it became real, and then how would you mitigate it? How would you? What would you do if it actually occurred and you and you need to course correct? Have you ever, in a risk meeting, um, had someone note that the team and how it was working, or the leadership on the team, was actually a risk because? The team either wasn't working well or the leader wasn't the, pro the proper person. And what does that have on, on uh, quality? I mean, what impact does that have on quality? Uh, I have been on a project like that. In fact, most projects have, have some of that at, at some uh, level across time. It's incumbent upon the leadership to know that engagement at every level communication that is transparent, um, ability to voice an opinion uh, and have a count are hallmarks of really good teaming. Some of the research that I've been involved with at the Ross Business School really spends a lot of time on the fact that a positive environment makes uh, production better, makes productivity improve, allows for better uh, relationships and less mistakes. It, it's a uh, 
and it's pretty deep research. Uh, there are four or 500 worldwide researchers looking at this topic. So if we can capture that within our project, and if it's not happening, uh, one of the things that, that could occur is in your quality assurance program is identify that as a, as a uh, item for review. That how, how are we doing? Let's do a quick survey and see if everyone is feeling really uh, comfortable about not only progress, but how we're reporting, how the schedule is reflected in our reports and, and methods, um, how change control is being handled. And if those things are, are going well, then they're on the early start. You can see the problem before it matures. You can hear about an issue before it becomes uh, irreversible. And those things are quality. If you can capture it early, the earlier you can, the smaller the cost of mitigation. And so that's where the, the quality program should identify uh, those items and make it very positive and, and appropriate for someone to say, hey, look, it, I think we're off track, as opposed to keeping it more opaque and hidden. And so I think that's the way I would uh, describe it. I've been involved with that uh, myself. We have created a, uh, a process for reviewing the risk register uh, uh, routinely. It's a living document. We've uh, made a process of looking at uh, the people side of project management uh, and building it in at every level, including uh, training, engagement in the budget, uh, time for reflection, uh, after action reviews at, at most every every step. That kind of thing is uh, is just a, a good practice. So I have one last question or thought for you. Do you routinely update the quality uh, plan and the assurance activities? You do. Uh, whenever there's a change uh, within the project documents, new scope has come in. Uh, we've determined we're going to purchase this kind of equipment instead of that, and it's going to either be cheaper or longer in, in schedule or some, some change. That's when the assurance program should be uh, reviewed at the same time, associated with that set of activities, just to make sure that we uh, still have uh, the right specification, the right metrics, the right insight so that when we get to that phase of the project, as you progress, that it's real time and the quality control program then uh, will fall right along with the schedule or fall right along with the budget uh, such that it's not um, old news. Oh, we don't do that anymore. Or that's not quite right. Keep it current so that you can use it as a, as a management tool. So I know I said that was my last question, but I have one more. So is, is the review of the quality plan something that you look at a lessons learned at the end of a project? Uh, you do, but I would recommend along the way uh, so that you don't come to the end and find yourself only updating things at that moment. Uh, let's talk about why. First of all, the project itself, because there are many parts to it, could learn from something that they're, that, and, and be informed about something that they could do better or we could do better. 
the AAR is real time. You know about it when you're, when you're doing it. And if you can do it right after the event, then you'll gather all the lessons learned. For quality control, you, you want to do that as it's occurring so that you can effectively take care of the defects. But you also want to look ahead and maybe build it into the next contract. And for most contractors, you have more than one project going on. The project teams are a little bit siloed. So they tend to be uh, learning within their own team. And if you could take those learnings as you go, you might inform another project that's just starting or maybe another project that is just in the middle of the very same uh, evolution that you just went through. So I think at the end of the day, it should be as you go, but at the end, for sure, take the lessons, build them into the procedures, build them into the next specs so that everyone can learn from them uh, as you move forward. So Ron, any last thoughts that you'd like to share with us regarding uh, quality management? Uh, it's an easy one uh, to let go and not pay much attention to. Most people view quality, especially the people that are doing it full-time, as a little bit of a pain and perhaps um, slowing down the works because they're asking for things. Don't view it that way. And I think everybody at some point in time should go into a quality role at least for a little while so that they can see how important it is to link specification to process to review to quality checks. And I think if we can just think about it in that way, uh, quality is a level of effort. It's a specification matching as opposed to a perfection of activity. And so that there's, there's an ability to use this for that. There are two terms that I like uh, to think about. One is precision. And precision means that every time you do something, you do it with a with an outcome that's pretty close to the same. That's precision. Accuracy means that it happens where you expected it. So if you think about throwing darts, you could throw three darts and they all fall within a very tight range, but they're all way out from the from the bullseye. That's precision. They're all the, always the same spot. But accuracy means that all three of those are right at the bullseye. And so with a, with a control process, what you're trying to do is get precision and accuracy in human beings that have a, a pretty tough time of repeatability. Uh, and so how do you do it? First is training. Second is Knowing the procedures and third is a coach. The quality control is coaching them to the answer. I love that. I have never heard quality put in um, in such clear terms. And it's really, really appreciated how you have explained it today. And I certainly have learned something myself. Ron, thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us and providing us your insights and I know uh, everyone who's been listening has probably learned something important about quality management. Well, thank you for having me. I, this is a great topic for everyone, but anyone that is learning uh, this construction business, it's a really good insight. Thank you, Ron. Thank you for turning in to this episode on ensuring project quality. 
Sharing the wisdom and experience of our NAC members is our way of continuing to improve the industry. Get the Knack will be back with more content on leadership, project management, and many other design and construction executive insights. Please provide feedback on the section at getthenack at naocon.org. Also, let us know topics that may be of interest to our industry. Again, please provide feedback at getthenack at naocon.org. Thank you for tuning in to Get the Knack, because the construction industry needs people like you, leaders and innovators to build our future. Thank you.